Welcome to the Trust Yourself Podcast. I am Dr. Kaylin O'Hara, a doctor of Chinese medicine, licensed acupuncturist, intuitive, and coach, and I want to show you how trusting yourself, your intuition, and your flow in business, relationships, healing, and life is the way to everything that you want. So come find me on Instagram at Dr. Kaylin O'Hara and visit kaylinohara.com slash trust yourself for more resources and to join the conversation. everyone, Dr. Kaylin here. I wanted to bring a process to you for when you feel like shit. I have a podcast called Soul Level Whole where I have one of the episodes is called When You Feel Like Shit. I haven't listened to it in a while so I'd be curious what it says but I wanted to bring this to this platform because it's a process of trust. It's a process of trusting yourself even when you do feel like shit, even when things do feel really hard, even when you're going through really different difficult emotional experiences to find a way to trust yourself and to trust your process. But I'm going to give you a one, two, three, four, five kind of step process that I just wrote out for myself for the next time I get into particular emotional states. For me, they're like depressed states, fearful states, um, despondent states, sad states. So that way I can, and I've, this is not the first time I felt sad or depressed. (laughs) So I have created practices and processes for myself over many years now for when I get into those places, but sometimes we need to review our sort of emotional health tool belt and our spiritual tool belts and say, do the tools that I have support me in this place I am in my life? And if they don't, then I need to create some more tools. So let's go ahead and get started. So again, this is for any time you are really struggling and you want nothing more than to feel different than to feel better and you just don't know how. So let me tell you what I wrote as advice for myself and then you write up your own as well. So the first thing that I do that I think really helps is I acknowledge how I'm feeling. I'm very self-aware, you might be too, where you're like, oh, okay, I'm feeling X, Y, and Z ways. You know, my chest is kind of tight my body feels heavy or I'm a little shaky and sweaty and my thoughts are saying these things and I'm emotionally feeling these ways. You just acknowledge it. You acknowledge it with the intention of observing it, not with the intention of like dwelling on it. It's just, okay, let me just get present to how I'm feeling right now. Acknowledgement is usually the first step in any process or practice that I create or that I share with you, or that I help you with, because if we don't acknowledge it and we aren't present to it, then we're still stuck in it. The second thing is to acknowledge that you likely want to feel different or to feel better, and this is a desire. So this is happening, and I don't like it, and this is what I want, and this is what I desire instead. And typically when we're an emotional, in an emotional state that we don't like or a life experience that we don't like, that's exactly what's happening. It's like a push-pull. I feel like this and I don't want to. I want to feel like this. I'm going through this and I don't want to be. I want this instead. And we can get stuck in that loop unendingly. And it's a really hard place to be. So the second step is observing that while I feel these ways, I actually would really rather feel happy or safe 
or peaceful or trusting or whatever the case may be. And so just acknowledge that I'd rather feel something different. Now, if you feel super despondent and you want to feel happier than you've ever felt in your life, that can be a big leap to take. So maybe the the desire for what you want is seems to be so much bigger than what's possible for you now or so much further away than from where you are right now. And that can create even more feelings of depression or frustration or anxiety, right? So just acknowledging that this is how I feel. I obviously want to feel differently. And inside of the second step, when now you're observing that you actually want something different than where you are, and that's what's creating even more of the struggle that you feel, this is what I recommend. And this was something new that I kind of came up with for emotional processes, but it's actually, this is all the same process that I do for everything in my life. I trust that it's going to happen and I don't have to force it. So I trust that this desire that I have, this way that I would rather feel, this happiness that I want, this peace in my heart that I desire, this better feeling life experience, I trust that this is going to happen. I don't have to make it happen right this second, but if I can cultivate a feeling of trust inside of myself, it's also simultaneously a decision that I accept this thing that I actually do want. I accept it as real. I accept it as possible. I accept it as mine. However, I know inside of that trust that I don't have to obsess over over how to do it or what to do. Okay? So call this up in yourself. I have this feeling. I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling afraid. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling lost. I'm feeling whatever. Whatever you're feeling. And then observing, and I would much rather feel these ways. Then trusting that this is going to happen. It's a desire that I have. I trust that this is going to happen. I owe it to myself to trust that this will eventually happen and I don't have to force it. And the most mm, struggle I could introduce right now would be in this moment to figure out how to do it and what to do and when to do it and with who. This is when you wind up on Google and you're Googling like how to help yourself, you know, in a thousand ways from a place of desperation. It's when you're overwhelming yourself with outside information because you want to find an answer and you want relief. On some level, that's great. You're trying to create change in your life. You're trying to feel differently. That's beautiful. But what I've discovered is that if we come from a place of trust and we make the decision that it's possible for us and we decide that we don't have to force it and we know that obsessing over how to make it happen actually just holds us back and keeps us in the same state of frustration that we're already in. Because when we are obsessing over how to do something and what to do, we're coming from the place of, I don't know how, and I don't know what to do. Instead of coming from trust and allowing, right? 
Literally, this is the practice that I follow for everything in my life. This is also the process that I take my clients through. As I say this, I'm observing that as usual, my answers are the same for everything. So step three. So now again, we've acknowledged it. We've then step two is observing the things that we would prefer to have or feel inside of that observation. We're trusting and we're deciding and we're releasing a sense of force or obsession over the how and the what and all of that because that's not necessary. It's just not necessary. The more I have asked myself how and the more that I've obsessed over what to do, the further I've put myself. And when I've let it go, the very things I needed started to come into my life. You know, it's always been a lot easier for things to flow in than I thought it was. I was the one that was making it a lot harder from a place of fear or distrust or lack of faith or worry. (laughs) So the third thing that we do is from this place of trust, the practice, the practice when you're like, well, then what do I do? What do I do now that I'm here? What do I do? The first do is to practice not dwelling anymore. This to me feels like we spin this wheel of everything that we don't want. We spin it faster. So I don't like the way I'm feeling. And then the next thought is, I hate feeling this way. The next thought is, oh man, every time I feel this way, this happens, right? Or you have a feeling of, like yesterday, let me feel into some of my, I was feeling sad about something, right? Really sad. And then that sadness had a story to it. That because this happened and it's like this, then it means this and this means that and this is all a story. So inside of step three, we practice not dwelling by refraining from telling the same story over and over and over again that spins the wheel of those thoughts and those feelings. Don't let it snowball. Because you feel the feeling, right? the sadness, the heaviness, the fear, the frustration, the anxiety, whatever. And you hear the story in your mind that goes along with it. I'm not a good person. It's not working out for me. Something bad is going to happen. I'm falling behind. This person doesn't love me. Whatever it is, you hear the stories. And those are all very triggering stories, right? And then you feel worse and then your thoughts go faster and then you feel worse and your thoughts go faster and you're stuck inside of this story. So step three is to practice not dwelling in that way. As the thoughts come up, as the feelings come up and as it all gets triggered, release it. Don't fixate on it. Don't dwell on it. Don't let it snowball because it is truly energy in motion. And the more that you engage in that energy, the bigger it gets and the faster it moves. It's essentially the equivalent to putting your foot down on the gas pedal and pressing it harder and harder and harder and more quickly down to the floor as you think and feel and think and feel in these ways. It's a spiral. It's a loop. And it tricks you into thinking that you're figuring something out in that obsessive and fixated and overwhelmed state, but you're not. You can't. When you're in that state of mind and when you're in that emotional place, that's the energy you're in. So you're just going to create more of it. So even though the you're essentially being convinced that this is what you have to do, you have to snowball, you have to fix it, you have to dwell, 
The only reason you're thinking and feeling that way is because you're in the state that's making you think and feel that way. So when we realize, oh, I'm in that state, I'm in that spiral, we then practice not dwelling. So first step of doing in this practice is to not do, is to take your foot off of the gas. That moves into the next step, which is step four, which is moving your body, your energy, whatever, and doing something different. This is why people like to listen to music or go for a walk or go for a drive to clear their mind. It's because you, in essence, are moving that energy in a different way. So now you don't have to feel held hostage by all of this. It's energy and it just needs you to do something different with it. Sometimes the desire is to just hide in bed all day. And sometimes that's the right move. Sometimes you do just need to lie around and just just be. But what I've discovered is that even if I don't really want to move, even if I don't really want to get up, even if I don't really want to, and I do, I feel better. So it's an act of self-care. And we do it from a place of, I'm just going to move this energy a bit. I'm not going to try to control it. I'm not going to fixate on this as the way to my happiness. Because then you put a lot of pressure on it. It's just, okay, I'm going to go ahead and just move my energy and move my body and move my mind by listening to music. Or you could even take a bath. You could just do something that creates some kind of energetic release, some kind of movement. That's it. That's it for step four. And then step five. This was kind of a new one for me as I reflected on this for myself, putting this process together for myself. Distract yourself entirely in a different direction. This might seem counterintuitive. This is not denial. This is not avoidance. This is not numbing out. Because those are triggered states when we're not aware, when we're not present, right? This is an intentional distraction to help regulate your energy. So you do something entirely different that has nothing to do with what you feel like is most pressing for you to do. One of the things I like to do is color. I've noticed when I really need to kind of release and go numb in a healthy way, numb to whatever I'm going through, or when I know I just need to stop fixating, I color, but I'm very present in my coloring. I'm very intentional in my coloring. So it's this way of like numbing out, meaning putting our attention on something else in a way that is intentional, right? Not because we're shut down and we're triggered and we're dissociated and all of that. It's because I know that this fixation is not serving me. So I'm going to go do something else. I know people that watch comedy as a way to kind of like regulate themselves. So they'll, they'll, you know, turn on YouTube or something and watch funny things or watch their favorite comedians. That doesn't necessarily work for me. Maybe it's too much of a jump for me. If I'm in a really rough place, it's like, I'm not even interested in that. That doesn't speak to me at all. But going for a walk does and observing nature does certain things that feel really good to distract myself with. But it cannot be I'm doing this distracting thing in order to solve this problem. 
the art of it, the practice of it, is to completely shift your attention onto something that seems either, um, there's this feeling I have around it, like pointless. (laughs) It's totally pointless for me to do this. This serves no purpose. It's almost like a kid playing in a sandbox. Like, what is the point? Why are you in that sandbox? Because it's fun. Because I enjoy it. Yes, my sandcastle is going to fall down tomorrow, but like I enjoy it. I enjoyed it while I did it. So the distraction is seemingly pointless. Now, it might not be. Maybe you like to build things. So you go out in your garage and you're like, you know, woodworking or something. Cool. That could be it. It really doesn't matter, but you're just completely focusing on something else. And sometimes the more pointless it is, the better, because you're completely out of problem solving mode. You're completely out of the part of your brain, your brain, literally, that is trying to figure things out. So I would say it's a level of distraction where you're not trying to figure anything out. You're just, maybe you go to a movie. Maybe you just go to work and like let go of all of your personal stuff and you just focus on an entirely different thing in a different direction. What I love about this so much is when you actually do it, it teaches you hours later or days later when you can look back on it. Wow. Even though I was in seemingly in a a state that I could do nothing about that was convincing me of the worst case scenarios that was making me feel so terrible about myself or my life or what's possible for me or whatever. I then did something completely different and got an entirely different response from my body, from my mind. In essence, I was in a totally different reality. And what winds up happening is we usually find a way to connect to ourselves more deeply We find the way back home to ourselves through that process of distraction because we can't find the way to ourselves when we're in those states because we're so overwhelmed and we're so emotional. We're so upset. So number one, acknowledgement. Number two, observing that you desire to feel better and trusting that it's going to happen without obsessing over it, how to do it, what to do. Three, from that place of trust, practice not dwelling, not spinning the wheel, not going down the snowballs. Just leave them alone. Stop telling the story. Release the story. Four, try moving. Try doing something different. Move your energy, move your body, even if you don't want to, and just focus on something else. It really helps to leave the house or be in a different energy altogether, you know? Just go do something different. And don't fixate on that as the way to make yourself feel better. Just acknowledge, I'm moving the energy just to give it some movement. And then five, distract yourself entirely in some different direction, in some way. Because the energy that you were sitting inside of eventually has nowhere to go. Because it's like you've taken your foot off of the gas, you put the car in park, and you got out, and you left it. So now the energy... All of the energy that you were inside of, the emotions and the thoughts and all of that has effectively stopped and you're doing something entirely different. So this is the practice. Once you get there and you're fully distracted, eventually you're going to do what I did. 
which is now that I've distracted myself long enough, now that I'm in an entirely different state, now I can look back back on that past me a day or two or day or two or ago and say, oh, hey, I see that you were in that fucked up state and I want to support and help you. So I'm going to write this letter to you or I'm going to give you this process for the next time because now 24 hours later, I don't feel anything like I did yesterday. And now from a more grounded place, a more regulated place, a more centered place, now I can move forward. Now I can live my life. Now I can make decisions. When we are in those intense states, it's not the time to make the moves, make the decisions and figure it all out. Have compassion for yourself for the struggles that you go through. But inside of that intense feeling of struggle, the thing to do is to take care of yourself and to not make it harder on yourself. So I hope this was helpful. Share your thoughts and feelings with me. If you'd like, you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Kaylin O'Hara, actually on all social media platforms at Dr. Kaylin O'Hara, or visit kaylinohara.com. As always, take care of yourself, and I'll talk to you soon.